The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Greetings, monsters. On this week's episode, Live Free or Fly, George's name might be Nap, but he ain't sleeping, Blues Clues Reviews, a deep dive into the distinguished doctor, Sasquatch on a rock, we salute you, Monster Mail, all that and more tonight on Monsterland. Welcome to a wicked mystery, a paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts, paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc, and the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. Hello, Ronnie. Matthew, how are you? I'm fantastic. We're back after a nice holiday break. Yes. How was your break? Awful. What? Why? It was awful. Because I'm conflicted. Why is that? Well, so much happened. There's so much we have to catch up on. The entire break, all I thought about was Monsterland. And then I realized I'm going to have to come back on this podcast after our break and make a tough executive decision. Which is what? (sighs) We've talked about it before. And uh, we love the fact that, you know, the great Michael Devon from Whitesnake uh, did our theme song. And in fact, we played a little bit of it last week in our special bonus Christmas, late Christmas gift from our live show at Wachusa Brewery. Ronnie, I've made the executive decision. We're going to eschew Michael Devon's Monsterland song. I have a new theme song. You do? Yeah. It came to me over the break. Wow. And uh, Mike's going to be pissed, by the way. Well, I know, but it's business is business, and this is just good business. All right. So the new Monsterland theme song, here it is. What in the... Just wait for it, man. Don't judge. Is that a synth? Don't judge. I was minding my business at the U.S. Open when ESPN caught me. I was dipping my chicken into my soda, and now they all think I'm a freak. Oh, that's kind of like... chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 take the chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 come on. I always wanted to be in Sports Illustrated. This is the girl, I don't know if you saw this. This is the girl who got caught dipping her chicken fingers into a Coke at the U.S. Open, the tennis thing, and she's come out with a song, a new video, and I'm obsessed with it. I cannot stop listening to it. I listened to it all through Christmas. What? My New Year's Eve. You rang in the. You so you sang "Old Lang Syne." Yeah. I sang. Dip 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 dip. Kind of cute. I don't know what this has to do with the paranormal. But, uh, oh, you don't feel like moving to another planet and see this? Because I do. <laughs> Welcome, monsters. Uh, so good to be at you again here in Monsterland. We have a lot to catch up on, a lot to get into tonight. Um, so, Ronnie, yeah, so many things broke while we were away, enjoying our holidays. Um, so many stories, and we'll get to a lot of those. Um, but tonight, I think, let's start with a, with a Monsterland case file. Get sure. right into it, because like I said, we've got so much to get to. Now let's open another Monsterland case file. So, Ronnie, in addition to some follow-ups in Monsterland with Bigfoot sightings, we had a 
Very compelling piece of video um, happened in Bedford, New Hampshire, right around here in New England. Yeah. Uh, you actually sent this to me, um, but you know it was it was on the same night as a meteor shower. Um, so you know it could be that, right? Anytime you you have a meteor shower, you think okay. But when you see this, it's going kind of slow. Yeah, for meteor, when you see right? this video, and by the by, you know, if if there is going to be an orb or a craft, um, good time to to take a pass when there's a media show. Oh, sure. Going. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, this Bedford, New Hampshire surveillance video shows this, you know, this orb. I mean, it looks like an orb, and it lights up his yard and his house. Look at that. We're looking at the video now. This came from. Um, WCVB Channel 5 in Boston. And uh, scientists think it depicts a meteor. Many do. But other people are saying, oh, not so sure. Yeah. <clears throat> we um, heard some helicopter talk. and Yes, exactly. Uh, but it brings up the larger point of, of orbs, mm. which we keep coming back to, and orbs and the connection between orbs and everything from possible Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Right. Um, and an orb that we saw... Actually, as we record this last night in the premiere on History Channel oh, yeah. of a new show called... Project Blue Book. Of course, History based... Channel. Exactly. So Project Blue Book, for those of you who don't know, was a United States Air Force-sponsored research program, covert at the time, uh, look into the UFO phenomenon. And there's a new show on History Channel that came out last night as we record this, and it's based on the true story of Dr. Alan Hynek and his work with Project Blue Book. Right. And uh, first, let's let's do a little review of the show first on the merits of just entertainment, sure. just yeah. as the show, right? You watched and I watched it. I, yes. <clears throat> what were your thoughts? I One, I was pumped because it's Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Well. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it in and a now sec. you've got another spider web we'll, of controversy. We'll so I was excited about that. Right. But what I was really pumped to see is the Men in Black character inserted immediately in the beginning. Yes. So right away, there's already this kind of mystery on, you know, little paranormal elements to this thing right off the bat, which I thought was really cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was a little torn on it. I, it it's, it's like Disney UFO or like, yeah. you know, UFO for your parents. You know, right. UFO yes. for people who know nothing about it, which I understand they have to do. It was very glossy. It was very yeah. beautifully shot, very slick. Um, they had to cover a lot of information fast in the pilot, so you have a lot of expository dialogue right. at the beginning. You know, men in men in you know cigars and in, in U.S. Air Force uniforms going. We've got to cover this up. Right. We know this has been going for, on for years, but we can't let the people know. Like, all right, you know, a yeah. little, little bit in on the nose. Um, I was hoping for something maybe a little bit grittier, more handheld, more right. real, as it were. But I'm willing to. Conv- Forgive all that because, like I said, they have to get this information out to the masses. Um, that being said, I love at the end because, and we're going to deep dive into Dr. Hynek because he's a huge central figure in ufology. Yeah, big. And um, you know, I loved at the end they they do the the case, and then at the end they show the actual pictures of the people that it's based on. Right. The case that it's based on, which is kind of like almost what we're doing here—a yeah. case file talking about it, and then showing you who the real people were. That was really that was a very cool, cool touch. Yeah. Now, Zemeckis, this is interesting. 
how many times in this podcast have we talked about Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and how we know that Steven Spielberg was given information from government officials right. like Dr. Heineck. Now, Dr. Heineck created the classification of right. close, close encounters. encounters. Yep. And he was a consultant on that movie with Steven Spielberg. And he's in the movie. If right. you look briefly, uh, when the craft arrives, he like doesn't he have a pipe? Devil's Tower, yes. And, he and like, he's staring at it. Yeah, he's staring at. The, he's at the controls, and they're playing. Ee, ee, right. Ee, ee. Well, who is a protege of Steven Steven Spielberg? Is Robert Zemeckis. Boom. So the information is being leaked out from the uh, intelligentsia to Hollywood again, and it's happening now. And here, in the beginning of this whole episode, was them showing a. Hollywood UFO movie and saying, hey, there's 40 or 50 of these coming out this year. We need to control this narrative. We can't let it go in a certain direction. We need to control this narrative. So right off the bat, they painted the picture of why Blue Book was put together. And before that was Project Sign and Project Grudge that were top secret. No one knew about this, but Project Blue Book was definitely a citizen-facing, almost like NASA, Yes, right? Where it was kind of like, this is what's kind of going on. Swamp gas. Yes. And, you know, Jalen Hynek was known for coming up with the, the swamp gas. Right. And uh, that haunted him. Yes. Because I, I use that joke to this day. Like when people are debating it, I've, right. I've done it to you. Right. Like Ronnie will send me a really compelling video of a UFO and I'll be like, swamp, swamp gas. And, and, and t- you know, tongue in cheek saying that's what the non-believers are going to say. And Dr. Hynek was such a skeptic and i mean not a skeptic like oh this is bs but had a skeptical scientific mind is what i mean right he did call cases swamp gas or things like that when they needed to be but he was going wait a second hold on i ain't the swamp gas guy because i can't explain some of these cases some of these cases ain't swamp gas and i think that's part of what makes him so compelling listen dr heineck and we're gonna like i said deep dive into him right now um you know i've said i said i think last week or two weeks ago uh bob lazar who the new documentary came out in 2018, early 2018, uh, uh, excuse me, early 2019, yeah. or was it late at the end of 2018? Yeah, right, uh, it came in out like in December. Yeah. So late, late, late 2018, bleeding into 2019, the Bob Lazar documentary. I always say like, he's the guy I would show to the average skeptic. I might show this movie to the right. average skeptic. To the high-minded skeptic, to the scientist. The, the scientific really sh- mind, yes, rational I would, thinker. I would, I would point him to Dr. Hynek. Yeah. Because guess what? He's got his PhD in astrophysics. So say what you want about him, but you can't call him a dummy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, this this doctor in astrophysics um, was converted through his work on Project Blue Book and working right. with the Air Force. So let's let's play a little bit of the trailer from the actual film, uh, the, or excuse me, the actual show on History Channel, Project Blue Book, to give you a taste of, of what it deals with. We have a situation in West Virginia. Family reported seeing something falling from the sky. I'll get down there right away. I need you to meet someone first. Name's Dr. Alan Hynek. You want me to investigate flying saucers? I want you to help me prove to the public the truth. They don't exist. So there you go. And uh, the guy who plays Dr. Alan Hynek, he's on Game of Thrones. He's an Irish actor. And his the other my little critique on it is that <laughs> he's clearly trying to do an American accent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he overdoes it. So he's yeah. like, "I told you to come over here." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just takes me out of like. Maddie, who does he play on Game of Thrones? He plays. Oh, he was the the, uh, the wicked psycho who um he screwed her over. Yeah, uh, he's like played. A, he was like a double agent kind of. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
I forget his name. Yeah. Not the horrible guy who uh, castrates our friend Theon. Not no, 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 oh, not okay. that. He's he's a schemer. Yeah. Um, hold on. He was working with the. Um, oh, the not and- not uh, Littlefinger, the guy who owned the uh, brothel. You know uh, what? I My bad for asking. No, this no, is no. really good. Aiden, Aiden Aiden Gillen. Aiden, Aiden Gillen is the up. is the actor's name. Yes, yes, he's an Irishman. Um, you'll know his character. I, I, I watched Game of Thrones, but I wasn't wicked into yeah, it. Yeah, Littlefinger. Oh, nerds. <laughs> Let- <laughs> Sorry, David. I had it right. Uh, um, he, is he, it which was- character on Got is he, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> he also played the mayor in The Wire. Is that bad enough, badass enough for you? Yeah, right, now All you're right. back. Wow, nice. You get your street cred back, producer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that I kind of bothered me. I'm like, we don't have any good American actors who can right, play I the can American. Come on. Right. Um, so anyway, but it's fine. It's he does a great job. He's a great actor. I'm just kind of. I'm excited for this though. I'm excited for the series because I feel like it's going to bring it. You know, it's on History Channel, and people when they're watching something on History, it's like this is real. This happened, or you know. So I think it's going to hopefully. I think the the masses are going to get picked up on this stuff. So well, that's the key thing too is that it's opening it up to again this long slow kind of disclosure seems to be happening it's everywhere we turn right, right. It's, it's unbelievable it's, it just keeps coming and coming and coming oh what just happened today did you did you oh hear oh my god breaking news today a few hours ago um rapid uh, radio signals now there's only they've heard i think like 60 have been recorded over the whole period of time but two have come and this one today uh repeatedly from the same source one was back in 2015 and this one just came today yes and they say and this could be an alien signal it's 1.5 billion light years away we covered that last time it happened on this show yes just recently we kept yes. playing a funny sound of i think we played like a, we made a gag of it of course right i wish i could remember what episode it was <laughs> uh but now it's happened again a repeatable signal from deep deep space yeah, a, a radio burst and before <laughs> these other ones <laughs> Or just like a single burst, but this one was like repeated over and over again. Right. So they're saying that this has this is like an intelligent signal coming from somewhere else that's pointing towards us. Right. So uh, Dr. Hynek was approached by the Air Force, and they said, we're going to investigate this UFO thing. And according to Dr. Hynek, he came in as a skeptic, as a science mind, and basically he was encouraged by the U.S. Air Force, according to him, to kind of like, you know... Write the reports and uh, wrap these things up. He was encouraged, you know, that we want to uh, call these things what they are, which is not true or fake. And, and, the, and the atmosphere is like, this is post-war. People are worried, right. you know. Right. Um, and so eventually, Dr. Hynek came out and admitted that Project Blue Book kind of became just a cover-up program in a lot of ways. Here he is, let's let him tell you, here he is talking about how Project Blue Book basically became a bunch of BS. Uh, They were told not to excite the public. Uh, Don't uh, rock the boat. Uh, And I saw it in my own eyes happen that whenever a case happened that they could explain, which is quite a few, they made point of that and, and let that out to the media. Things that the the cases that were very difficult to explain, they would jump the handsprings to keep the the media away from them. For their, they had a job to do, uh, to whether rightfully or wrongly, to keep the public from getting excited. So there you go. He's basically saying, you know, that they they clearly had a mission, and that was to keep 
the general public, i.e. us, from freaking out about these things. And you know who does that now? Or has done it in the past? The chick who dipped her chicken fingers into the Coke? No. Oh. (laughs) CIA. Their whole mission, they, you know, we have these, you know, UFO crashes or sightings and the men in black kind of show up. There's a theory and there's some evidence out there about Jalen Hynek actually working for the CIA being a mole. And so you have to ask, you know, this guy was a top scientific mind, but why did they go to him? Why did the Air Force go to him right. and believe that he would do their bidding? Right. Yes, because he was a skeptic. Right. But so there's, there's another, I think, um, element to this guy that I, I want to dig a little bit deeper. But here you go. Was he, a mole? was he a mole for the CIA? But I don't think so because unless the CIA, unless it's a double mind game, like you could say Louis Alessandro now working with Tom DeLong could be a double mind shifter CIA agent who's pretending like he thinks it's real and it's yes. not. You know, you could yeah. go that route. But I, he's in and he's an intelligence Louis. He was too. Yes. So CIA, right? Yeah. Or it could be a defense intelligence agency. There's can about I tell you something right now? Can I tell you something agencies, right now? I didn't even tell you this. I shouldn't. I don't even want to say it on the No, microphone. don't. Now I'm getting freaked out because <laughs> I literally said to Yoko, my beloved wife, I go, oh, no, she joked with me. She goes, you know, I was telling her about all this stuff that we do, and yeah. she knows what we, and I was actually telling her about the UFO setting we had and how all these weird things are starting to happen and blah, 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 and we were just kind of talking about the podcast in general. She kind of half-jokingly walked out of the room going, careful, they're going to start coming after you guys. And I was walking my dog today. Uh-uh. And at the end of my street, there's this dude. He's in a gray minivan, and he's just smoking a cigarette. And he like looks up at me. I'd never seen him before. Never, you know. And he just kind of looked shady. But you got that vibe. I got from, the vibe, and yeah. I kind of kept my eyes down. And he put his cigarette out, got in the car, and drove away. And I'm like, all right, now why was he just there? Yeah, right. And then why would me coming with my dog at the end of the street make him drive away? Like, was mm. he waiting for someone? Why did he choose then to drive away? Whoa. But the fact that you get that little vibe too, this dude's a little off. Well, but I'm thinking, I'm not thinking paranormal in this podcast no. and CIA men right, in black. Right. I'm thinking like, is this dude case in the neighborhood? But he did look, here's the effed up thing. He didn't look like a, uh, a guy who would rob a house. He didn't look like a meth addict. He looked like a businessman almost. Huh. Are we being, I swear to God, I'll quit. I'll quit this whole <laughs> fucking thing if I'm getting stalked by Listen, CIA. if they wanted us dead, we'd be dead already. Oh, thanks. So. We're not. We're not that special. Why don't I? We're feel not that better? special. Why don't I feel better? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> now, so Dr. Heineck again. Um, he came out as a skeptic. Let's let's let him also talk about his road from skepticism to conversion. And this is why I don't think he's a double mole, <laughs> hmm. because unless it was really well planned over a long play. Guess you know, what decades, movie? You can guess what movie he was a part of too, right? So, you know. Well, he comes on saying this is all post-war hysteria and all that stuff. But then at a certain point, he started to change his mind. Let's let him tell you about his personal conversion. I started almost as a complete skeptic because I thought the whole thing was a question of post-war nerves. But it was the persistence of the phenomenon that refused to dry up and blow away that finally led me to the belief that we had a real phenomenon to deal with. So there you go. He, he starts as, 
he, he says, you know, a lot of these cases were clearly just hysteria or whatever they could be explained scientifically, mm. but there kept being these cases that I could not explain. And that started him on the road to, hey, what's going on here? And then that grew. And in fact, have you ever seen the picture he posted of a UFO? No. He saw a UFO in a flight. He was on a flight, and he took a picture of it, and he put it in his book. And, um, it, you know, it's it just become stunning. But as he then starts to kind of break away from Project Blue Book, in a sense, and become an independent investigator... It's cases like what we always say, Ronnie. He had the same experience we had in terms of it's the witnesses. Right. The witnesses compelled him. The gravitas of the witnesses, the honesty of the witnesses, and the street cred of the witnesses. And here he is talking about trained people who saw these things and why it's not just, you know, farmers and, and right. you know, seeing uh, crop circles or some wacky stuff. It's like, he's like, no, 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 I couldn't get over the how compelling the witnesses were. In Blue Book, for instance, we would get reports from military pilots, and that was particularly embarrassing to the Air Force because after they had trained those men, and they couldn't very well, they could say that a civilian pilot might have been untrustworthy, but they could hardly say that to their, of their own military pilots, and we got case after case after case. There you go. Mm. And how many times have we said that? You know, like... Are people just imagining things? It's like, well, maybe that could be true. But when you have trained military pilots, as you always say, Ron, they're trained. They, right. They know, you know, and in last night's episode of the pilot of Project Blue Book, the pilot in the pilot, <laughs> sees a um, green, orb. Green orb, yeah. Green orb. Yeah. Welcome to Monsterland, by the way. And uh, they immediately say, well, it's a weather balloon. And, you know, a fighter pilot knows the difference right. between something he can't explain and a freaking weather balloon. Right. You know what's interesting? Every uh, Air Force base had a UFO officer. So when they pilots had actually seen a UFO, had an encounter, they would have to report it to the UFO officer. And a lot of times, this UFO officer was CIA. And they would push it back. Tell them, no, you didn't see anything. You know, change your story. And that's why they also instilled that ten thousand dollar fine if you you know even report this to the public. So they were really trying to keep this thing down. If pilots have seen them, this thing is real. You know, UFOs are real. Man, and it goes on and on. It's not just pilots, Ronnie. Um, so then the other argument from someone, as I said, a high-minded skeptic. Let's say this episode, I guess, is about you know trying to get the next level of skeptic, the high-minded scientific uh, skeptic. You know how to how to kind Rational of address mind, that, yeah. yeah. Like the you know, and the, like the super smart guys who, well, clearly, if they start to see it, pilots fine, you know, general public fine. But if right. kind of really scientific minded people start to see it, i.e., astronomers themselves see it, then you know you're onto something. And here again is Dr. Heineck talking about, well, that actually has happened, and more than we know. So it's often been said that why don't astronomers see UFOs? As a matter of fact, they do. In a very recent report uh, by Professor Sturrock of Stanford University, who um, queried all the members of the American Astronomical Society, found that 53% of those who responded said that, in their opinion, the UFO problem was, was worthy of scientific study. And what is more, 64 of the astronomers who responded uh, gave what would be called UFO reports, objects, sightings that they personally had made at their observatories frequently, which 
to them was unexplained. There you go. So and they are seeing them. And because they're looking up. They're looking up at the sky, right? So mm-hmm. awesome. So there you go. I mean, he's a, he's a key figure. I think every once in a while we need to, you know, we did a little bit with Bob Lazar, who's kind of the modern day version, I would say, maybe. <clears throat> right. Of Dr. Heineck. Scientist, yeah, sure. Scientific minded, saying things that have come to be true mm. uh, later as you look back. Um, I think initially, you know, you talk about a Project Blue Book until that information comes out to the public, which it did for the Freedom of Information Act. Um, you know, you talk about, hey, the government is doing these secret investigations of UFOs. I think people go, okay. So, well, guess what? They did. Right. And they did it three times. And they did it again in modern times. Right. With Harry Reid. Pentagon. And yeah. And Robert Louis Bigelow. Elizondo. Who I always say Alejandro, sorry. Um <laughs> But yeah, so it's going on now. We didn't know about that until like this year. Right. And that was going on under our noses. So when you hear when you use the word like conspiracy theorist, be careful because people were telling you that in 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all these shows like ours, people talking about that stuff. Right. And you go, you listen to it and you're a skeptic and you go, oh, geez, they're talking about government investigations, secret covert investigations. Guess what? We now know there was another one going on. $22 million. Not a lot of money, but it was given, and it was happening. Right. Why am I so angry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can we play the chicken dipper again? Oh, God. That escalated quickly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Let me take a minute to talk about the Boston Podcast Network with Ronnie here. Uh, just a few years ago, Ronnie, podcasting was on the fringe of the media world. We all know that. Mm. Now, there are more than half a million active podcasts. We're on the verge of an information revolution. Uh, working with pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network allows you and your business to be part of it. Pod 617 can produce your show soup to nuts with their professional producers like Kerry here, David in the back, yes. Ian the man at Media Boss, dynamic on-air hosts like us, mm-hmm. radio quality equipment that you can see right here. They produce my show and I couldn't be happier. Right, Ronnie? Oh, the best. These people are the best. Working with the Boston Podcast Network means becoming part of a community, allowing you to share in our success as you become part of a professionally marketed platform. Contact Pod 617 to start planning. In the meantime, listen, learn, and binge. Whether you're into music, sports, comedy, business, politics, or the unexplained you'll find something here for you. Visit pod617.com in Pod We Trust. All right, let's uh, do do a little monster mail, shall we? You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. Now it's time for monster mail. You don't have to email us traditionally, monsterlandreport at gmail.com. You can also just simply leave us a message through our Facebook page, Monsterland Podcast, um, you can put it right on the page. You can med- message us on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, it could be a video message. Or- yeah, video, audio. We'll play it. If you want to leave us something, please do it. We want the show to include more of you guys, more of you monsters, yeah, more of your stories. Some great stories out there that are not being talked about that we could bring them to the, the forefront. Absolutely. We decided not to have a guest tonight because it's been a while since Ronnie and I just kind of sat down and caught up. Right. And one of the things we need to catch up on came to us, Ronnie, through a Monsterland listener who didn't want to be named, but they sent us this link. This just broke too, um, just you know, right over the break. Um, Louis Elizondo, not Alejandro, sorry. Um, I always do that. He is at it again, and George Knapp is at it again. And so, this is a recent interview. I think it was like December 14th or 15th, mm-hmm. um, just about less than a month ago, right? Uh, and let's let's back up a little bit and talk about who George Knapp is. 
George Knapp is the journalist who basically broke the story of Bob Lazar. Right. 30 years ago. And some odd years ago. Yeah. Bob Lazar is the guy who said I worked at basically Area 51 and gave us the whole Area 51 story. Now a documentary comes out, as we just mentioned earlier, uh, about his whole tale and right. all those stories are coming out to be true. It's unreal. So George Knapp is the journalist who kind of broke that story. Right. And he has been following the UFO case. He's a respected journalist. And he just interviewed Louie on that same uh, Nevada news outlet that broke Bob Lazar years ago. Right. So it's kind of cool because we're kind of like living through it again in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Ronnie, what basically did, did Louis say? So he's hinting in a recent interview with George Knapp that 2019 may be the year of disclosure. He said they have the data and that's what they were doing. This whole project was to accumulate as much data as possible to prove that there's something going on. And so he's hinting at that. And uh, I think they have something more than videos. I feel like they have yeah. something to do with a the craft. They definitely have I, material. I, feel like they have the, I mean, they've come out and said as much, you yes. know, pretty much. And, yes. and, and this is the guy, again, that works at Louis, the former intelligence officer who works with Tom DeLonge now and his right. to, the stars. to the Stars Academy. Yeah. Um, let's hear a little bit of it. Uh, George Knapp sitting down with Louis Elizondo and uh, Louis talking about what we might expect in the future. Not, not historical back to talk 40s and 50s. I'm talking very recent uh, regarding the UFO phenomena. I think people would be surprised to know um, just how frequent and, and the, the volume in which these things uh, are apparently recorded and observed by active duty military people on missions. I don't think we'd be surprised anymore. <laughs> we wouldn't, but I guess the general public will be. How, did you hear that? I'm not talking 40s and 50s. I'm talking recently. Right. And people will be surprised by how often this is happening. You know what just struck me, too, when he said these things? And this might just be me overthinking it. No, go. Go, baby. Things in the sense that, okay, this guy's been studying this for so long. Why didn't he say craft or this and that? He's saying things almost to the point that one of the theories that these things are alive these craft are actually, you know, uh, different abductees I've talked about. Everything feels organic. They don't see any, any um, you know, rivets. Everything is seamless. It almost feels alive. They always talk about that. Like organic and, enti- entity. Yes. And so when he says these things, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is mm-hmm. m- maybe a little bit more than what we think it is. And that might be why there's been such a secrecy around this because it could just terrify everybody. What this really like is flying biological entities that we call craft, but they're big, coming from other dimensions or whatever it is. Well, I mean, they, they the, you know they talk about the dragons and all these different yes. things. And well, last last night, Project Blue Book, the pilot, uh, the pilot in the pilot again. Yeah, they there's a definite psychic connection going on yes. between him and this okay. craft or entity, right. which they not only hint at, they directly talk about. Exactly. That was the other thing I wanted to bring up too is the fact that when. Um, he, Alan Hynek sits in the in the uh, aircraft, and all of a sudden he's he's psychically connected. He's yes, he's yes. seeing what the pilot saw, and I and I was like, is this a device that the director's trying to you know Zemeckis is trying to tell us he had some kind of psychic kind of connection to all of this, yes. or is this just something? Uh, but I felt like there was a reason for that, and yeah. I, and I, I wonder if we're going to see more of that as it comes that he has the sixth sense, you know? Well, I I, I hope so. Because as we said later, he started to feel connected to this stuff. And he mm. actually, like I said, took a picture of UFO on a plane. So um, 
be interesting to see how that yeah. develops. Uh, we've been super ufology. Let's get a little crypto, shall we? A, another listener sent us this video. Um, this is a Bigfoot video that comes from Provo, Utah. Basically, uh, this Bigfoot, it looks like a family. I don't know if they live there or they're on a ski vacation or something, but it's a family standing outside, um, kind of like a housing, an area of like a, you know, where there are houses, but behind the houses are these kind of big Utah mountains. And they capture on film this Matt, you just heard, I don't know if you could, if you picked up the reaction of our associate producer, Carrie, yeah. who just saw the video here on our screen, and she's freaking out. It is a massive creature of some kind. Um, let's hear a little bit of the audio, and we'll talk over it. Go ahead, David. I, you can, no, you'll be fine. I'm just going to get more footage of the Sasquatch. Okay, seriously, look how big it is. It's just chilling. And it's from a distance. I don't think it is a human. I think it's a Sasquatch. Because look, he's on the mountain, way far back on the mountain. But look how huge he is. It's the color, isn't it? It's like yeah, a, it's okay. jet black. So now we yeah. drove way down the hill. Jet black. And look how big that person still is, all the way up on that mountain. Way the hell up there. You can see them right there. Right there. He's sitting on a rock. He's huge. Bigfoot just chilling. And I think this video is really compelling because of the reaction of the children. It just it just feels organic. Again, it's just the sniff test. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, now, people have gone up and investigated right around there. I was watching right. on Reddit. Um, this is a kind of a hot spot. There's, there's been a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings in this area. Um, two things that I don't like right okay. off the bat. <clears throat> you hear him kind of chuckle when he's talking. Look at that. <laughs> like he's, he laughs a little bit. Mm. And then most Bigfoots, Sasquatch, they don't want to be seen. They take off. They know right. when they're being looked at. And this thing right. is like, look at me. Yeah, it's kind so, of out in the open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's huge and it could be someone in a suit, but it's basically standing up kind of like. Yeah, all it, right. It's a little, I don't know. I want it to be. I want it to be real. The stills are are interesting too, though, yes. because in one of the stills, he has like his arm up. It's just behaving, kind of in a, you know, in a, in a non-human manner in a it, way. It, you know, as we're looking at the video now, you can kind of see it's not. Too, it looks like it's really far up, but it's not too far too from this far. house. Yeah, that someone can kind of go up the hill and be like, "Okay, you sit up here." And, well, you know. but some people said on you know, and who knows? It is, I guess someone went up there and investigated it and. Did say that they? I I said I saw on one of them, and you don't know if this is true that they did find tracks. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. With you know toe imprints, like you right. tracked yourself. Right. Um, look, I'm not vouching for this video at all. I just think it's really compelling. Oh, yeah. it was sent to us by a listener, so I didn't want to not. And this talk is about this it. is from what January second. Yeah, believe, just right? this. So just very just recent. Very recent. Anytime new recent Bigfoot Ronnie, stuff comes out, Ronnie, to it. your to your skepticism, yes, is it David. possible? Is it? Thank you, uh, Maddie. Is it possible? It's. <laughs> are you suggesting it might be? Um, just this guy playing around with yeah, Photoshop video editor because the not I mean, even I think it's a guy in a suit possibly. Oh, do you? Okay. I mean, because the 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 jet like Maddie accurately described as jet black. The yes. image kind of jumps off the the almost like two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just it's behaving it's a little convenient. You know, yeah. like from most sightings, these things are kind of like 
And they're not necessarily running away. But they're, they're casually walking away and yeah. moving, and they're like, they don't want to deal with us. Yeah. And so this thing's almost like, hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. It is just kind of chilling out there. Um, but, you know, there could it could be... And, and not saying it, you know, uh, it's not, because right. it, it could definitely... Not many people are kind of looking around, but... And just one more question: If a guy yeah. is is not knows enough about the paranormal to call it a Sasquatch, would he not be reacting with a little more urgency? Like I got to go check that out. Yes, but yeah. I, I feel like that could be a self defense mechanism a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like because as you're filming this, you're not sure, and you're you know like. Yeah, who you know, knows how you would react? You'd I guess, playfully really. call it a Sasquatch, and in your mind, you're going like, I don't know what it is, really, but oh my god! And then as it goes, you can kind of hear going, look how big it is. Right. Like he's kind of almost getting convinced as he's right. filming it. Again, and it does. It definitely looks wide. It doesn't yeah. look like a narrow person. No. It definitely looks big. I don't think it's an editor thing, though. Like I, I do think it is something, something there. Like yeah, either whether it's a person in a jet black suit, right? Um, interesting. All right, we'll keep our eye on that one. But it's recent and it's Bigfoot, so we're going to we look cover at it. it. Yeah, and we had it. recent Bigfoot sightings. Right in Monsterland, we talked to Dave two episodes ago right. um, from. BFRO, Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, the case of the dematerializing Bigfoot. Uh, any new information on that? You know, what's interesting is okay. I talked to Dave today, and mm. remember he mentioned the audio that he has of the growl. Dave and John, I'm sorry. Yes, I John. Uh, yeah. Dave McCullough and, and John Wilk from Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, Dave said he, he found the CDs. So he's going to send Ooh. us the CDs. Oh, my God. Uh, he said there's two of them, and they're probably like 10 or 11 minutes each, but they actually captured... Uh, a Bigfoot howl, oh. and so he's going to send that to us so we can, you know, digitize that and, and play it on the podcast and talk to him about that and even and maybe explore some other ones that other sounds too. Oh, but I'm excited it. to hear this. I love it. Yeah, and he talked about that deep guttural, yes. uh, spooky news mix between about a, 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 oh a what do you say a, a line and a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Uh, go back two episodes. We had the Squatchachusetts guys on, and Dave talks about the deep guttural groan that he heard from whatever this creature was, deeper than anything he'd ever heard. In fact, there was another Sasquatch video sent to us by another listener that I watched over the break, and it's, uh, I don't know if you saw that one, in the trees, the, in the woods, and then it growls at the end. It kind of runs oh, away no. from him. No. Oh, I'll show it to you after okay. this. I didn't pull the sound, but uh, it growls at the end, and I, oh, Dave posted it. Dave himself posted oh, no it way. on his Facebook. Yes, so go on his Facebook. Okay. And and anyway, it runs away, and and at the end of the video, he hear, and the guy goes Jesus, and he shuts his phone off. So I asked Dave, was that close to any? And he just like cut me off. He's like, not even close. Wow, not even close. So I can't wait to hear these. Uh, oh yes, we just good. booked Bigfoot. We're gonna have Bigfoot sounds oh, next yeah. week. Sweet, We're, we might be the first. That's gonna be awesome. All right, so a <laughs> couple more monster mails here. Uh, this is from the girl Patrice, um, who emailed us a couple weeks ago and she had a weird coincidence about the Andreessen affair. Ooh, yes. Which we are going to do yes, a yes, deep yes. dive in it, Betty Andreessen, I promise. Because um, she has lemons or ties. Her first experience happened in Monsterland, 1944. She was seven years old. Super compelling abduction case. Uh, we're going to go there too. We're going to go oh, to yeah. the area. Um, so she says, okay, so I'm noticing a theme with the Andreessen affair now. Something small has happened again, so I figured I'd send you an update. Sitting here on my day off today, eating dinner, watching Unsealed Alien Files on Amazon. I got to thinking, because I'm a bit of a Redditor, I was wondering if there was anything on there about the Andreessen affair somewhere. So I pick up my phone and start searching, just looking for it, and suddenly I hear on the show, 
Now we're going to talk about Betty Andreessen as she's searching for the Andreessen wow. over here. It decided to play right as I was searching Reddit for her. This is just insane. Can't wait to see what I come across next in this crazy journey. Thanks, guys. Patrice. So uh, wow. if anything like that happens to you, any synchronicities, coincidences, we want to hear about the MonsterlandReport at gmail.com or just hit us up on our Facebook I page. never get sick of those stories. They're me just neither. They always give me chills because it's like there is another intelligence. There's something else going on. Yep. This one is for you, Mr. LeBlanc. Oh. Uh, I let this one slip through the cracks, Ronnie, so I wanted to update it because it's okay. post-holidays. It came to us before the holidays. Recently, at the 6th Annual UFO Conference in Lemonster, that's uh, here in Lemonster, Mass., the town that Monsterland yeah. largely resides in, um, a small group of friends decided to form an informal Bigfoot group. Obviously, your work in Lemonster's Monsterland is of major interest to us. If you could please direct me as to the best way to incorporate your work into our group dynamics, we'd be very grateful for to you so uh, thank you for your time and attention any any message you want to send that listener uh, read the book <laughs> get the book no I mean uh, what, that's awesome I, I, I want to be able to uh, I think um, they're going to find out really quickly you know that this isn't necessarily an animal that we're accustomed to or we think it is and that there's definitely that paranormal aspect to it so I think I mean, it's great to hear that let's talk about yeah. that for a second yeah it's very controversial um, and you and I talk off air about this all the time. I think, Ronnie, it's fair to say we have trended, we have crossed over. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I think we've crossed over into um, that all of this is connected. Absolutely. That we could take an expert in ufology, mm -hmm. cryptozoology, paranormal, get them all together, and we could work for a year or two and prove that they're all connected. I, or at I, least show very, if we couldn't prove it, we could show very strong connections. I am super confident that if we had like a team like that and put that together, that we would come out with some serious, serious stuff. And so as soon, it's so dangerous, not dangerous, but it's so, I guess controversial. It's so, it's so risky because people will stay with you and you talk about this and they will stay with us. And we point to a guy like we did a deep dive on today, this PhD who worked for the government and became a believer. That's compelling. Right. And we can come up with all these cases that are compelling with unbelievable witnesses that are believable. And then as soon as you say there's a connection between floating orbs and the Bigfoot, ah, that's a tough, oh. that's a tough bridge. All to these cross. camps. That's a tough bridge. Yeah. And I understand why it is, but I'm, I can't, but that's reconcile why here's my thing. The connection. That's why we haven't come to the answer yet, because they are connected, and these camps are all separate, doing their own thing. Yes. If they came together, yes, and they all looked at it yes. and go, "Hey, what's let's share the data." You know, we talked about um, we had John and Dave on, right? John and Dave both have had orange orb experiences right. while they're out bigfooting, but they right. don't talk about them. Right, they brought because, it up on the show, right. but oh, I don't, I don't include them in the report. There's so many of those stories that they don't include because it's too wacky and weird, but it is connected. And if we were able to pull these guys together, I think that we would actually see the missing links from all of our research. Let me personify for it. So I'll be a doubter, right? You'll be a Bigfoot guy. Yeah. And you'll be convincing me. Tell me that you saw Bigfoot and then tell me about the orange orb and I'll show you. I'll, sh I'll explain right. everyone how this goes. Okay. okay. So what, what happened to you? Uh, North American undiscovered ape or something? Yeah. I was out hiking, uh -huh. saw Bigfoot. Wow. And then all of a sudden, you know... Uh, there's an orange orb that was coming over the okay, hill. Okay, I got to see. I got to go do oh, some judge. Oh, whoa, okay. Yeah. That's how it is. Conversation over. Right. So, man. 
But I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see how you can. Uh, it's just so consistent. And it's so, you know, I think even Dr. Heineck himself talked about, and I saw a quote from him, and he, and he talked about to what end. You know, like, he's putting his very high mind to this. He yeah. goes, all this stuff is happening. Of that, there is no doubt. But to what end? Like, why, why are they showing themselves at times and sending messages to some people? Right. And why some of it seem to be connected? And, and why do we potentially see a connection between, like, orbs, floating orbs, and Bigfoot or paranormal? He's like, to what end? If they got something to say to us, come out and say it. And he goes, the answer may be that it's all true and it's all multi-tiered and multi-leveled and we're not even close to understanding what all this is. Right. Yeah, I think there's something something too heavy for people to really grasp. And I think that's why this thing's kind of been, maybe they don't know about it, you know, the government, maybe they don't know what this really is, but I feel like they have a good understanding and they've been trying to keep they it from us for a reason, maybe for a... A yeah, better reason yeah. that we just don't understand. Well, Tom DeLong has said that cryptically, like this is there. There are bad forces out there. Right. And if we knew, we would freak out and almost trying to protect us from it through desensitizing us to it through his and, films and stuff. And speaking about Tom, right? Yeah, he just got he just sold his. Uh, he had a, uh, I think a website back in the day called Strange Times. Yeah, and it covered all different paranormal news and everything else well he just sold his show called strange times to tbs which right. is going to be an animated series Based about on the graphic novel punks, or something yeah, yeah punk, punk skateboarders skater. dealing with ufos and men in yep. black so again here's the project blue book on mm-hmm. history channel this is going to take some time you know probably another year before we even see that come on uh, on tv his show but it just shows you they're using they're working with media they're working with with uh, the, the powers that be to kind of bring this message along and using it in, in vehicles like TV shows and movies. And we're going to see way more of this stuff. Maybe we should have a TV show. Hmm. You, never, Just, you, know. you never know. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. I'd be remiss mm-hmm. if I didn't report yeah. something. I, I didn't used to think about um, the paranormal too much until I got to know you guys. Sure. Now you're in my head. So awesome. I, I must. I feel I must report this. Okay. So you'll recall a few weeks ago you guys were on your way to my place to record your podcast yes. and the, and not only did your ways, uh, GPS oh app go crazy, but then when we tried to connect with your guests, there was all sort of malfunctions. Who was an abductee. And we right. said yes. going up the stairs, something's going to go wrong. We told, yeah, you told yeah, Dave yeah. as we're walking uh-huh. in, something's going to go. So yeah. I was on my way to an appointment in Weston today and normally would go a certain way. Uh, just the highway and get off the... It's, this place I was going was right off the exit. Waze was taking me through the back roads. Nothing that unusual. Maybe there's a traffic jam, whatever. But I'm going through the back roads. And I see up ahead of me, about a quarter mile ahead, there's a, a large branch, not even call it a branch, a portion of this tree that's wavering and wavering and wavering until it, it breaks off the tree. And I'm kind of coming around the bed and I'm figuring, oh, this must be a construction crew. This is a planned thing. They're sawing this huge limb off. Right. Not at all. By the time, so I get up there about three seconds later. There's an enormous tree right in the like, perfectly blocking the road. I'm thinking I just Mm. drive around this branch. I can't. It's completely Mm. blocking the road. Again, file this under. Probably nothing. But I was following ways. I was actually I I had you guys on the mind because I knew we were going to contribute. We do this tonight, and I and the first thing I thought was somebody doesn't want me to get to my destination. (laughs) Or, or, Or this. Here's here's the other thing that just came in my mind. Five seconds later, you're dead. 
It's true. I, right. I, I thought of that too, Ronnie. I, I would have been dead. Yes. It, it was. It, this yes. was big enough to block the whole road. Um, did something? Yeah. Did you? Yes. Did something stop you on your way? Like, did you drop your keys or something that would give you that extra five seconds? Because that. Luckily, I'm constantly doing that stuff. But that's but what that's yeah, what popped that's, in my yeah. mind. And yes. I've had I've had different things like in a lane in traffic and some voice kind of says move and I yep. move out of the way and all of a sudden this tractor trailer crashes against the thing. So I feel like now that you're part of Monster Team Monsterland, <laughs> yep. you're protected. And, uh, Season you know. one, we heard from a, a Orna. Oh, and Carrie is too. Or you're being stalked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but someone in season one uh, had a bird hit their windshield as I was saying dead uh, bird. Right. And I said, as he's listening to the right, podcast, and I was like, yeah. you know, and he pulled over and everything, and tried, and it's like maybe if that bird didn't hit his windshield, who knows what could have happened? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Calling I always attention. I always think of you know like, you know, you hear these horrible stories where somebody died where it had to be so perfect for this yeah. thing to drop and hit him right on the head. Right. You know, like right. And so I also see that on the opposite side that there's ways that we're time. kind of skirting through. Yeah. 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 And I really get that impression when he was telling me, when Dave was saying that, I go, I think if a few more seconds, man. Ugh, another fucking pickup. God damn. Oh shit, we're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Well, I'll tell you who did know there was a connection between Sasquatch and orbs or Sasquatch and multidimensional aspects, and that's the Native Americans. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you have had, and I've said it on this podcast before, you have a serious connection Crazy. to Native American uh, culture and shamanism. You've mentioned shamanism to me from day one. Yeah. And you've had, we won't get into it now, we'll get into it in a later episode, yeah, but for sure. just recently, over the break, you've had some <laughs> unbelievable... I've- <laughs> I've had Give us a little bit. Give us a little taste without Oh man. I'll just say that cuz I'm still grasping all of this. It's right. insane, but I it has to do with shamanism and it has to do with UFOs and and aliens and this whole thing and um that they knew. Yes. Yeah, that the Native Americans like our guest in season 1 Nancy Redstar the star people, the sky people. Ah, yeah. See? The sweet, sweet sounds of Native American flute music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ronnie's had, can I say, without giving the... Yeah, of course. You've had, had like, a vision, right? I had a... A dream? I had a, a, yes, I had a a dream um, about five months ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you want... (laughs) Well, no, of, of Native Americans lined up. Yes. And then you met someone yes. later who said what? So I had this dream of this long hallway, and there were Native Americans lined up on either side of this hallway. And this is weird, okay? Um, I was walking with this blue tiger in the dream. Now, the blue tiger, I have a tattoo on my arm. Mm-hmm. I have, And it's like a, a mythical creature. It's supposed to be real, whatever, but I've always felt it's kind of like a spirit animal type thing. So... I had this dream and I'm walking with this thing. And this was like six months ago. I happened to tell my daughter, oldest daughter, Asia, about it. And she's really in tune with this stuff. I really feel she's like an old soul. Right. I had totally forgotten about it. Well, I met this woman. Uh, this woman and we'll talk about her down the road, but uh, she's a shaman, mm-hmm. uh, energy healer. And she's in an area now 
uh, working in, in this building. And she told me the other day, you know, when I walk in here every morning, there's Native Americans lined up on either <laughs> side of the hall. And I was like, what? And like when she told me this, I didn't know the story. You know, I didn't know, I didn't remember my dream. But you didn't remember that you had had no, a dream when she said No. That. So I told my daughter this and she goes, dad, you remember the, the dream you had like six months ago? Holy You're walking down the hallway and there's Native Americans on either side. And I was like, <gasps> I literally, my jaw dropped. I'm bringing her to a friend's house. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you remember that. Mm. And, uh. It, it, there's a little bit deeper to this whole thing, but where this building is is on Native American land. And the fact that I had this dream like six months prior, and then that night I had, this was on my birthday too, I had a shamanic experience in my bedroom, which I'll talk about later. Please. Freaked me out, but in a positive way, it was unbelievable experience awesome so you're having awesome beautiful experiences with our uh star ancestors i'm getting stalked by a smoking psychopath <laughs> fantastic they're all connected well uh final uh email here this one well this wasn't an email this came on social media this is from uh aliens exist this came on twitter um okay guys so we have been given video footage radar and pilot accounts of ufos as well as the pentagon admitting to have had a secret ufo program how do people manage to still debate whether UFOs exist or not? LOL. Come on, people. Let's all open our eyes. Can't prove it's alien, but still. And I wanted to read that off of Twitter because I think that's just a really well succinctly put in 150 characters or left or whatever it is nowadays. Right. Uh, just summation of where we stand right now in 2019. Yeah, I really feel, you know, it's going to take some kind of a craft landing, a crash, debris, something, a Roswell-type incident for us to, for everyone to kind of wake up. But I'm sure that they would, Air Force would come in and swoop it away. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, you know, even then people would say, oh, it's faked, it was right. staged, right. whatever. Oh, my God. All right, so I think we've got a lot in tonight. Um, this is good to just sit down, you oh, and yeah, I, one-on-one, catch up. Of course, with Dave and Carrie here, Pod 617, the best. The boost. Uh, if you are in the New England area and you want to podcast or look into podcasting, contact them, Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Or um, outside of New England. Pod 617 could, is could, blowing yeah, you, sure. up. You could do yeah. it anywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. We capability to do pods remotely. And we're in our new sure. studio. In, in, uh, we don't say where we are. Well, oh. well <laughs> we're in a I mean, non-disclosed location I mean, somewhere outside of Montana. It's in Too a tractor trailer moving like Kit and Knight Rider. <laughs> Didn't you hear the intro from our voice guy, Mike New? Right. Yeah, undisclosed location. However, That's we, just to throw we, people off. We spent a lot of money on this fucking studio, Matt. <laughs> yeah, can we, we'd like to acknowledge it every once in a while. <laughs> just play the chicken dipper song again, please. <laughs> Carrie, you like my socks? I'm wearing a... Here, Ronnie, you haven't seen ooh, these ooh. So I have socks that were given ah, to me from my radio partner of Bigfoot, gorgeous. Bigfoot being sucked up into a UFO. Oh, I love and it. And I can't wait to go to like a real serious high-minded meeting if I ever have one and wear those socks. <laughs> These are just regular. Uh, well, I have long underwear on, so it's. Oh, where's the UFO? No, this, these aren't them. These are just my regular big socks. Just, those are just his Sasquatch <laughs> socks. <laughs> these are my conservative yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah. This is my. Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet. Come on, give in to it, monsters. I don't. Uh, I my business at the US oh. Open when ESPN <laughs> caught me. <laughs> I was dipping my chicken <laughs> into my soda. I'm going to try this when I get home. Chicken and Coke. Oh, so, Maddie, it didn't taste that bad. It didn't. Yeah. Here's the key the chicken fingers have to be hot. 
Ah. If they're cold, it's gross for some reason. But, but the hot <laughs> against the, cold, the hot and the coke, cold, and then the sweetness of the coke and the and the consistency of the chicken it becomes like a foamy, delicious texture hmm. on the yeah. On the uh, it says right here. I was doing some research. Dr. Heineck, huge fan of the chip and dicking. <laughs> you did it! Holy f! That thing transpired throughout the whole day, and then came into the studio in the podcast the last few seconds. Chippin'. Holy shit balls! <laughs> Chicken dipping. I'm Chicken sorry. Chicken <laughs> I gotta hold on. Uh, I gotta tell the audience what's going on okay, right now. Okay, yeah. Because I we... literally. <laughs> okay, on my radio show, I accidentally, in talking about the same story on the air in a top ten market, accidentally said <laughs> "shipping dicking," <laughs> and I just did it. To, and I told them the story, and then I did it tonight on the air. God, why do I do that? It's hard to say. Uh. This has been ridiculously fun. So much more to come, Monsters. Like I said, we're just getting started. Uh, season two, and there's so much more to come. I'm working on Lynn Buchanan, who oh. used to run the Army's uh, secret remote viewing program. The psychic spies that used to spy on the Russians. And, and in that episode, I think we should try to do something that we alluded to in season one, and that is get our hands on those files from Fort Devens. Ooh, yes. Right? Yes. Those files which basically said that Fort Devens was seeing orbs and UFOs. Yeah. If we get our hands on that. There's a slew of reports, apparently, that all around that base and, and the whole area that was covered and sent back to the base. Mm. So I'm working on that. All right. We will uh, be back next week. We're going to, moving forward, Monsters, uh, really try to drop these episodes on Tuesdays. Yeah. So just be consistent. We'll try to be as consistent as we can. Thank you, David. Uh, Tuesdays, look forward to new Monsterland episodes. We're going to try and pump out a lot in season two. And and, and we keep promising it, but it is in the works. We are going to hit the road, and we're going to go to some it's locations. Coming. Yep. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our kind of live remote from... Last week, that last minute uh, that was a Christmas blast. gift, that was a blast. I hope it caught some sense of how fun it was. Um, all right, so until next week, for Ronnie LeBlanc, I'm Maddie Blake. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at monsterlandpod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. All right, I got a new tagline, all right? Oh. We're not saying what it is. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> <laughs>